Hello, everybody. Welcome to a short, solo, special episode of Undesignated Players. I'm Ryan. Sarah is at work right now. It's the middle of the day on Wednesday. We are in a very busy time in our lives right now. We are in the process of moving, and we've got other shit going on. And so we did not have time to record a proper full-length episode today, but with some really tragic news that needs to be addressed in the MLS fantasy world and just the continued onslaught of games. Thank you, Daddy Don. I figured we should get at least a small episode out to try and discuss and try and get a little bit of advice in there for our listeners. So the game week starts tonight. This is Wednesday, August 4th, and that is when this will be released. And hopefully you hear it before the first game, which is New England Revolution at home hosting Nashville SC. And that kicks off a big slew of games where almost every team that's playing this week has a game on Wednesday. I think the only exception is Minnesota United and Colorado Rapids. Yeah. So every team that is not Colorado or Minnesota is playing tonight. And every team that is not Colorado, Minnesota, or Seattle is on double game week. So this is one of those sort of monster double game weeks that we're going to have to contend with here. Okay, it's time to just rip the bandit off, get into the tragic news. We have learned last night that Carlos Heal has sustained a sports hernia injury, and he will be out a minimum of three weeks. Uh, okay, I'm going to Google sad music on YouTube and we'll play something and have a, a moment of, of mourning here. Okay, uh, these are all playlists. You know what, I'll click the first one. It's a picture of Bart Simpson crying with little broken hearts over his head. All right, let's see what happens. Mm. I just want to think about everything Carlos Hill has done for us up to this moment, and we can hope that this injury is is short. I'll try and try and not cry here. I don't know that this is that sad. I guess it is. Get you the. I don't know this song. Okay. Anyways, so Carlos Hill is out. Of you were going to captain him this week. He has double home games at home against Nashville and then at home against Philadelphia. But now that he's gone, we're going to have to pivot. So I'm going to take a page out of the old fantasy playbook here from years past and give the captain's armband with little hesitation to Carlos Vela. His matchups aren't the best of every team. They're not terrible. He's at home against Sporting Kansas City and then on the road against San Jose. But he's been in fine form. He looks like the Carlos Vela of old. LAFC is playing really well. And so I'm going to go ahead and do it because I think he'll play both games. And I like his chances to have some goal contributions in at least one or two of those. I hate that term, goal contributions. It means, I guess, for, for those of you who are not avid in the soccer statistics world, it's the sort of catch-all term for goals and assists. I think they should just call it points. That's what they do in hockey. Anyways, Vela is a good captain pick this week. But if you don't want to go Vela, I would highly recommend looking at Nani, 
who has a home game against Miami tonight and then on the road against Cincinnati. That is a very juicy matchup. He has been excellent this year, and I could see him playing both games, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's rotated. They have tended to rotate him in the past because he's an old man and they want to keep him fresh. So you just got to keep an eye out on the lineups tonight. I wouldn't captain him if he doesn't play tonight, but you maybe could still consider him in your lineup. I don't know. I don't know that I would. And then if you want a really sort of out there captain pick that's risky, Alvaro Madron for Chicago has been enormous in his past five home games. I got to look at these stats because there's something stupid. So in his past, yeah, in his past four, five home games, five home games, he has had 14, 6, 12, 11, 13 points. He is playing that central midfield, sort of central attacking midfield role for Chicago. He's getting involved in the offense, high usage, taking shots. I'm interested. Um, He's going to be on my team. Here's the deal, though. I believe he is on yellow card watch. So if you're going to captain Alvaro Madron, you have to at least be prepared for the possibility that if he gets a yellow card tonight, he will not play in the second game, which is at home against New York Red Bull. They have two home games this week, both against the New York teams. And that is probably the better matchup of the two. So for for that reason, I'm, I'm not captaining him. But I think you could. It wouldn't be terrible. I guess with heel gone, we probably need to talk about the Revs. Gustavo Bo played a lot of last year in heel's absence and has not was not really nearly as good as he has been this year, or he is generally when Heal is there. The offense runs through Heal. It elevate he elevates the players around him. And probably most importantly, in Heal's absence, Gustavo Bo was oftentimes playing in that sort of ten role that Heal plays, that playmaker role. And he's frankly not very well suited to it. It's not a knock on his talent, but it's just not Gustavo Bo's strength, I think. It's it's he's he tends to be Relatively turnover prone with the ball is often much better when he can opportunistically take shots and, and sort of rely on his movement to be slipped in. And so I don't really love Bo as much as I would have before the heel injury. I still have him on my team, but I would not be captaining him this week, even in the double home games. It could be, you could do it. There, He's probably in the top five-ish captain choices, but he's not in my top three. Um... So that's just something to think about. I will say that in the only time this year that Carlos Heal, before, I guess before the injury last game, um, had come off the pitch was basically at halftime or a little after halftime of the um, Revs away game against Miami where they, they beat him 5-0 on the road. And when Heal was not in the field, Trustison was actually playing that central attacking midfield role. So if Trustison does start tonight as the 10, and remember to, to sort of see that, go to either the Revs' Twitter page or go to Google a bit before the game starts, search for the Revs, and go to the lineups and see where they're lined up. The 10 role is that central attacking midfielder who sits right under the forwards and in between the wingers. If he's playing that role, he's a really interesting cheap budget option. He's in fine form lately. Um... And he's only at, I think, 5.6, which is 
if he is, you know, going to be the starting 10 in Heal's absence is a remarkable price point. So you got to keep him on your radar. I don't think I'm going to have him tonight, just given I'm not super strapped for cash. But if you are, look his way. Okay. So why don't we dig into the clean sheets a little bit here? Clean sheets are kind of tricky. There's not a lot of teams that you can do the sort of... So oftentimes when we have these single and double game weeks, we like to look for double game week teams that play both of their games before a single game week team plays. So I'll just throw out some examples. If hypothetically Seattle had two home games or two two games in a week, and their first game was a Wednesday, their second game was a Saturday, and then the LA Galaxy had one game Sunday night, you could play those Seattle players on your bench and then put the LA Galaxy guy in your lineup and you get sort of a, a bonus switcheroo there. We can't really do that this week. What we can do, though, is you could take a flyer on some guy's first game, and if they don't do well, you punt their second game and then put some late-playing Wednesday players on your starting lineup. So I'll give you an example. Right now, I have Dewan Jones on my bench for the Rebs. They have a home game against Nashville, and then they have a home game against Philadelphia. I'm going to take a look at that home game against Nashville, see how he does. And if he does poorly, I'm going to leave him stranded on my bench and put in LA Galaxy players in my starting lineup who have two home games as well this week, one against RSL and one against Vancouver. Now, the LA Galaxy have not been good defensively, so we have to take this with a bit of a grain of salt and lower our expectations a little bit. But two home games is good. A home game against Vancouver is excellent. And you can put some guys in your lineup who might still get bonus points and make it worth it. The two guys I'm looking at are Julian Araujo for the LA Galaxy. He's been playing outside back. He gets involved in the attack. And he generally, I think he's a, he's sort of a bonus point guy too. Um, and so I think he's sort of a must-have in your lineup this week if you're trying to do any sort of switcheroo action. And then I'm going to do a little keeperoo action with Jonathan Bond. So I have Pedro Gaese, the Orlando goalkeeper, on my bench at the moment. Check out his home game against Miami. If they don't get a clean sheet there, I'm going to strand him on the bench and play Bond. If he does get a clean sheet, I will take Bond out of my lineup and put him in a scrub. So I think that is sort of how we approach any sort of switcheroos. There's no really true standard switcheroos that are good to do this week. Um... In terms of teams that I might expect to get clean sheets, I like Orlando's setup a lot. They're home against Miami, away against Cincinnati. I like the LA Galaxies, maybe a little less, just given the, the strength of their unit is not very good, but they do have some favorable matchups. I think call, uh, sorry, I think Columbus is an absolute dream. And honestly, as I'm, <laughs> as I'm doing this podcast right now, I think I'm going to switch my goalkeeper out to get Eloy Room in there because he's just a bit cheaper. Columbus is a very, very good uh, two-game stretch this week at home against D.C. and at home against uh, against Atlanta. Atlanta matchup is fine. It's not great, but it, it could be a clean sheet. The D.C. matchup is really good. And so I think Columbus is a, one, is a team you have to look at. And then the last one I will say is you could probably get a clean sheet shout for New York Red Bulls this week. 
they have a home game against Cincinnati and then an away game against Chicago. It feels like Cincinnati is playing like four different teams. Um, no, they're just playing Orlando and New York, I guess. But yeah, they've got so they've got that home game against Cincinnati tonight. That is interesting. That's another one where you could check how that person does. I have Kyle Duncan on my bench. Check how he does in that game. If he does well, great. Sub someone out of your lineup like Julian Araujo or somebody else playing in the 10 to 10.30 range um, besides Seattle because they only have one game this week. And if he doesn't do well, you keep him on the bench and you put in one of those those 10 to 10.30 guys. So I think that's what we're looking at in terms of clean sheets. And I guess just sort of to, to wrap this up, I will run through what my lineup looks like right now to give give the people some ideas. Um, so at the moment, I'm running a keeperoo, like a sort of half double game week keeperoo, with Eloy Room or Pedro Gallese. I'll decide later, I guess. And Jonathan Bond. So whatever of those two early guys I decide on, will go on my bench. I'll see how they do in the first game. If they do well... I'll scrub them in. If they don't do well, I'm going to leave them on the bench and just roll with Bonds next two games. And then on defense, I have sort of the same thing going on. I have Dewan Jones and Kyle Duncan who are on my bench at the moment. And, ooh, yeah. And I will have Julian Araujo, Jonathan Mensah, and then another defender. I haven't fully decided who I'm going to look at here. Maybe. Maybe another LA Galaxy guy, although I don't really want to triple up on the LA Galaxy. You could look at Portland, but they have been a little rough. They have two home games, I will say that, and one of them is San Jose. So they're another one you could do. I bet their defenders are very cheap, actually. I'm going to take a, a quick look-see right now. Uh, Yeah, their most expensive. Ooh, their defenders are very, very cheap. Um, Claudio Bravo's at 6.3. Van Rankin's at 5.8. Zuperich, Mabiala, they're all they're all sort of sub five five guys. So really, really good value there if you want to sort of do this back half of a switcheroo. Just be aware these are weak defensive teams and they're sort of cheap for for a reason. But if you give any MLS team two games at home, they're sort of bound to get a clean sheet. At least have a decent shot of a clean sheet in one of them. Okay. And then so in my midfield right now, I've got Nani, I've got Christian Caceres for Red Bull New York, who I'm I'm waffling on a little bit, but for now I have him. I like the two the two games they have. Um, I've got Alvaro Madron. I have this is maybe an unpopular pick, and maybe just me living in the past, but I currently have Alejandro Pozuelo. I don't love their matchups on the road against Philadelphia, and then at home against New York City, but I just like his talent and his upside. I will say if you don't want to go with Alejandro Pozuelo. Um, Hani Mukhtar is not a terrible shout. There are two away games, but the the defenses they're playing are not great. Although the Revs got Matt Turner back, so that's sort of something to look at there. You can maybe look at Trusasin if he starts tonight. Um, and then I guess my my last midfielder I have is Lucas Del Rayon, who I will maybe play if he doesn't start. I might play Pedro Santos instead, but I'll probably have one Columbus guy for coverage on my team, um, one of those two, depending on who who starts tonight. And then up top, I have Carlos Vela and Gustavo Bo. 
And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to run any sort of keeperoo there. Or, sorry, switcheroo. Vela, obviously not. He's going to be my captain. But maybe, maybe I'll, I'll put Bo in the bench, see how he does in this first game. If the Revs look really bad, I may pivot away. And then uh, the late-night forward options are really not very good. I don't anticipate Felipe Mora for Portland playing two games. I don't think I want to go Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela, although there's, there's really no reason not to, I guess. And then with Chicharito out, you don't have a super reliable forward for the LA Galaxy. If you want someone cheap, although is Chicharito back? He might be back. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll search his name on Twitter right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Because if Chicharito is back, then I'm, I'm interested. I will say that. Um, but I don't really see anything. You know, it's hard to, he's, he's a popular enough player that people just tweet shit about him all the time. So I'm going to assume he's out, even though he's got a green light. I haven't heard anything about him being back. And so if Chicharito, if you hear some news that Chicharito is playing this week well before the seven o'clock games, then yeah, put him in your lineup. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. Okay. I think that's that. We covered some clean sheets. We covered some budget guys. Um, we covered the general switcheroo stuff. So I think that that'll do it. Sorry, this isn't anything more than a full ep- or anything more than a sort of short episode here. But we'll we'll be back at you. We'll be back at you next week, maybe if not next week, definitely the week after. Um, and I guess I don't have Sarah here to talk about it with me, but. I'll just sort of talk at you guys. Uh, Gold Cup, huge win for the United States. Matt Turner looked very good. Kellen Acosta looked amazing. Miles Robinson looked very good. I think they're sort of the big, big three winners there. James Sands with a pretty solid tournament as well. The future is bright for the U.S. national team. Um, on the other side of the ball, I would maybe be a little worried if I was Tata Martino, coach of Mexico. I think I think the pressure is on for his job, which is kind of stupid because, I don't know, like they, they played very well. They dominated that game, and they frankly could have and maybe should have won. So it seems a little short-sighted to, to give Tata the boot after this, but I'm not the head of the Mexican Football Federation or whatever they are, so don't don't come crying to me if it happens. Um, alrighty, well, good luck with this double game week, folks. Uh, check on those lineups. That's really the biggest piece of advice I can give right now because the lineups are always tricky in double game weeks. And with that, if you have any questions, tweet at me, and we'll be we'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later. Good luck, everyone.